We're making breakthroughs on the Nightingale tonight on the Frequency After Show, so stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, I do like this song. I'm telling you. Yes. What's going on, After Buzzers? Welcome to the Frequency After Show. Tonight we're reviewing episode seven. It's called Break, Break, Break. I'm Olivia Gabri. Please follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the real underscore O underscore G. And I'm your boy, Chaos J, K A O S J. And you can follow me on Twitter. And look, we just need a resolution right now. There's so many problems going on in the world of frequency. So uh, let's let's start problem solving. All the freaks are out of order tonight. I'm telling you. So we open up the episode and um, we're just picking up the pieces of Amanda's death. So as we know, Amanda was found many years after Frank had saved her from the Nightingale killer. And it seems like she still fell victim to the Nightingale even so many years All after. Right. Well, that was one of those olive branches that, you know, or the not olive branch, but that was one of those branches that grew and grew a different way because they didn't cut, they didn't cut from the trunk. They didn't cut from the trunk, See, bro. See, rookie mistake. <laughs> didn't cut from the trunk. And it seems like Satch was pretty upset by that because, um, you know, he thought he saved a person and right. they thought they saved Amanda and she ended up dying anyway. And I guess that, I mean, it must have really bothered to him because it led to his... Well, almost led to his retirement. Right. Um, it seems like later on he told us that, you know, the force was like his family and he depended on it in so many ways. And this was just another loss that he like that he suffered from. He lost his wife. He lost his partner and his best friend. And now he lost, um, you know, a, vi- a victim. Right. So... Ray, of course, Moreno's the one to tell Raimi this, which was kind of messed up by Satch. He's a don't dirty you agree? Mother. Like, I thought they were boys, Raimi and Satch. Why wouldn't he tell her that? Right, uh, but like I, I mean, yeah, they were, and I don't know. Like, they didn't really, really. I don't feel like I feel like there was still something that they didn't get. They didn't uh, explain well enough like i felt like there was another reason behind him wanting to throw put his paperwork in yeah it wasn't just that he was tired and he was ready to do something else i felt like there was there was something else and i felt like stan had something to do with it oh you do oh all day all day i mean just i feel like there's gotta be something that stan has over satch or that satch knows and 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 i feel like He's that final loose end. So if he can get Satch to get out, then he can get Raimi shut down and get her off of the case. I mean, and then he doesn't have anything to worry about because I feel like the more they delve into this, granted, again, I'm not saying that he's the Nightingale killer, but I feel mm-hmm. like the more they get into this, the more, um, the, the deeper, the, the level of his involvement and how deep it was, you know, with him being such a dirty cop is going to come out. Right. And and I and I and I feel like he's just trying to tie up all the loose ends. And he, you know, we'll find out later in the episode, he's pretty good at tying up loose ends. And I feel like Satch is one of those that, you know, let me get him out. Obviously he can't get Satch, you know, bumped off. Mm-hmm. That would you know, that would that would be very suspicious and probably, you know, draw a lot of attention. So why not just get him to put his paperwork in? 
Yeah, I guess. I mean, and now that this Satch, is just a theory. Yeah, but now that Satch is would be out of the picture, Raimi has to answer to Moreno, which kind of right. sucks because f- we know and Satch knows how she truly feels about him. Right. And now it's sort of her boss. Um, but Moreno brings up that he wants some fresh eyes on the case. And, of course, I mean, Satch does say uh, Moreno wants fresh eyes. But Satch says, you know, you're the younger version. You you have fresh eyes. I'm too old for this. And he's, like, kind of down on himself. So that's yeah. why I thought he was over the whole, like, police force is because the Nightingale got the best of him. And that's he had a little a, that's ego a good, issue. That's a good point. And you could be right. I mean, I mean, definitely... While, you know, while he's had, uh, I'm sure he's probably had a really good career mm-hmm. in the force. I'm sure that's been the one thing that's been that, that one cloud that's just stayed hanging over his head yeah. that he can't shake. And then, yeah, I mean, sometimes that's all it takes is to have something, one thing like that, where it's just like, okay, you know what? I'm throwing in the towel. I'm done. Yeah. So that very well could be the case. Well. Uh- I kind of think Stan's got something to do with that. I or at least, like... or if nothing else, if Stan just kind of helped nudge him in that direction. Right. Well, I feel, <laughs> I feel like, I mean, whenever something negative happens, it's Stan. Stan. Yeah. Stan he, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and blame it on him yeah, every single much. time. Got because... a flat today. It's Stan's fault. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and the, like the police force was Satch's life. And every time we were brought back to the past, we saw how positively he thought of mm-hmm. being a police officer. Like, he was about to get moved up. His wife was in support of him. He was super happy and, like, in such a great place in his life. And and now he's, it's just, like, a total... Free fall. F- yeah. He's, f- well, I mean, I don't know. We're going to have to explore that a little bit more. But meanwhile, in the past, uh, his wife, Leah, is very supportive of his career. But we saw... We got to see Jules' true feelings about Frank and his career. That's all you gotta She's say. She's a really, really good actress. Because <laughs> I'll say this for any for any actor or actress that makes me dislike you based on your character. To the point where if I see you in the streets, I might have words. <laughs> that means you're doing a damn good job. I do not like Jules. I know. I don't. And and, and 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 I'm sure she's a really nice person in real life, but on on frequency, mm-mm, I have zero time for Jules. And I just, oh my goodness gracious! Like I just, I feel like she needs to cut him so much more slack than she really is. Well, you know, I you know I gotta mm-hmm. gotta give you the other Come perspective on, on Come this on, one. Come on, bring it. I mean, I do feel like. I do feel bad for Frank, but at the same time, he w- he wasn't honest with her from the beginning. And I knew that, I knew you were gonna bring that up, and, <laughs> and and to a certain point, I can I can I feel like it's legitimate that he did have a cover to maintain. However, which I know that you're gonna bring in, bring this up, <laughs> and you're right. However. Being undercover and and maintaining your your you know maintaining your identity and all of that did not necessarily mean mean that he needed to actually get into a relationship. I agree. Did it help his cover? But I'm sure it did. But no, did he have to get in the relationship and and hook up repeatedly with this other this other person <laughs> as I refer to as this UC boo? Yeah. No, he didn't. So. 
you get a pass because you were doing your job, but you don't get a pass with you know with Miracella. That, that that's exactly how I feel. Like I feel too. I feel bad for Frank, but then also I'm like, yeah, too bad. You did for it you. to yourself, Frank. Yeah, you did it to yourself because you didn't have to do that, Frank. I admit from the beginning he should have been real with Jules. She right. didn't find out about Frank going undercover until Satch accidentally spilled the beans, right? right. And. Then Frank- and, that, and, that, and that's also his fault because he should have told her before anybody. She should have heard it first from oh, him. Yeah. Granted, Satch didn't do it on purpose, but yeah, he should have. He should have already prepped her for that. He should have, but he kept, he probably kept it from her because he knew that she would be mad. Not only that, but he probably wasn't a hundred percent sure how he was going to sell her on this idea of him going undercover for months and not being home. Right, and he only presented it to her as months and. You know, granted, he probably didn't realize it would extend for as long as it did, but I think that he was downplaying it to her just for the sake of, of keeping her, like, hushing her up. That's, that's what you... Men do that all the time. And that's, that's no, the but that's no different than when women go shopping. This is just a soft <laughs> example. I know there's a lot more real examples when it's like, oh, honey, uh, oh, babe, how much did you spend? Oh, I just spent like two, three hundred bucks when really you spent about a rack. <laughs> so. Okay, I, I get the whole downplay thing. Yeah, I get it. He's soft in the blow, you know, especially because y'all in public. You're not trying to have her. Yeah, while trying out. to keep it like exactly. Um, exactly. So instead, she just kept quiet and smirked. And but that smirk was like, "Oh, you're gonna get it when we get home." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's gonna be some trouble. Trouble. And when they did, like, we had some scenes of when they were home, and it seems like was it he was coming home in between as he was on cover. Like, did you see, I felt like he was just, like, rolling in and said something to her and rolled back out, you know? Right. I didn't feel like it was in the beginning. I felt like it was in the midst of everything, and she right. was like, you can't just keep coming back and forth because then right. it makes things more difficult. Right. No, definitely. And, yeah, go ahead. I, I don't, just go ahead. But, I mean, I definitely do agree because now, what what was her name? Maricela. Maricela. She surfaces after Frank is done being undercover and somehow mm. finds his real house, although she right. does not know his real life. Right. And is that because Moreno told her where he lives? I, I would, I would, yeah, I mean, Moreno's dirty and why not? Let's just go ahead and blame it on Moreno. Yeah. So he probably told her. I mean, but, you know, also let's keep in mind, too, she, you know, according to her, she got beat up by cops. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm sure that let slip or or something. Somehow, some way, all I know is that was such a bad look when she showed up. And had she not, she, she knew what she was doing. Oh, she knew it. She's when like, she made is that, that remark? your daughter? Right. She knew exactly. First right. of all, she knew it was Frank's daughter, too, but she had to slide mm-hmm. that in there. Oh, right. Exactly. She was salty, but it's like, did you really have to go to his house and blow up his spot? Yeah. Like, she could have just played it cool, let the let the wife, let Jules patch her up, and just, you know, and just be like, oh, okay, cool. Like, if you can get a hold of Frank, let him know, like, you know, like, I'm in trouble, I need some help. But at the Boom. same time, I feel I do feel bad for her because she was in this relationship that was a lie for two years. Well, so right. I mean, from her perspective, it was a lie, which I see that much of it was real, but she didn't know 
She was with this man for two years and didn't know his real life. Didn't, didn't know, know he his had a real kid, occupation. Didn't know he had a wife. Nothing. Didn't know he was the popo. Yeah. So obviously she's she has a petty pass for that one. Yeah. I'll give her a petty pass. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she gets a petty pass. All right. Because what she did was kind of petty, but new like every day. I got it. A petty pass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No. Yeah. You're right. She she does get a petty pass because you know as far as she was concerned for those two years that was that was them that mm-hmm. was their relationship they had a full fledged relationship and she didn't know anything else other than what he told her and basically what he told her was low-key a lie yeah so, petty pass petty pass for maricela so um jules patches her up and you could i knew as soon as like jules knew what was up too and because you could just tell like by the look on her face well, and then women's intuition mm-hmm. you know like yeah just showing up to my house, right? looking for my husband. Right? Obviously, something's up. Something's wrong. And then, and then, you know, then they, then when he comes home and she's sitting on the couch. Whew. Oh, he knew she, he was gonna he, catch yeah. the wrath. He already knew. Like when she's like, mm, "Hi," he's, he's like, "What's <laughs> That's wrong? Like, What's he, wrong? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> right? What's wrong? I'm fine. I'm like, you okay? I'm fine. You're that." There's never a time when a woman says she's fine that she's actually really fine. <laughs> I don't even think that, like, it, when a woman is in a good mood and things are going great, she doesn't even use the word fine. That's I, not even in her vocabulary. So if a woman says, I'm fine, your ass is in trouble. <laughs> she ain't fine. She is not fine. She might be fine, but she is not fine. And Jewel sent Maricela right over to Frank's place at, well, Satch's garage, which right, is now Frank's right. place. She called Satch, Satch like, hey, come get your... Come get your boy's boo thing. She wasn't having any of it. Yeah, I need my house empty because it's about to go down. And, uh, well, then we find out from her conversation with uh, Frank that she was in trouble. And she was trying to escape the whole entire life and Mm -hmm. situation in New York City. Because she was going to steal that. She was going to get that stash money from her brother. Yeah, her brother who passed away, you know, left all his... His stash behind, and that was her out. She was going to use that, sell to it to his York. friend, mm-hmm. and leave New York. But she was intercepted by some cops, which I'm going to assume is Moreno's boys, because obviously now we know, we always assumed, but we no one really ever came out and said Moreno had a complete role in this in this right. drug game. But he must have been pretty deep in it if he knew exactly where the stash was and knew how the situation was going to play out. Right. And the fact that, you know what I mean, low-key, by her getting getting to that stash, he had probably already, you know, once he got rid of Ricky, he already probably laid claim to that stash. Yeah. So then she's trying to take that stash, and then, you know, yeah, like you said, you know, um, Ricky's homeboy was going to buy her out so she could leave. He's like, oh, oh, yeah, no. That stash is mine. Mm-hmm. That money you think you're going to give her is mine. Yeah, not having it. And then, um, but you skipped a part. What you part? skipped when they're arguing, when Jules and Frank were arguing. They're having the discussion, and they weren't really arguing. But she was just kind of calling him out because she's salty about the fact that Mary Sella shows up. Oh, and then, I know you know, she's saying. like, you know, I kept my ring on the whole two years you were gone. And she pretty much lets us know that, yeah, she was definitely getting Coach Ted's. Halal stick. Wait, but I she was... I think that... I don't think she was because she... I mean, it, no, she made it look like that. But remember, she said he was there for me and when you weren't. 
Yes, but I think this is where I'm oh, going to so go think... ahead and give Jules a petty pass as well. Okay, <laughs> she gets a petty pass too. So basically, let me guess. Let me just guess before you okay. tell me. You're going to tell me that nothing happened while he was undercover and it wasn't until afterwards that something happened. That's exactly what I'm going to tell you. That's exactly what I'm going to tell you. Because she, she, there's no way she was going to look like the underdog in this situation. If he was cheating on her for but two years. But she didn't know. But that at that moment she knew, so that's when she's gonna retaliate. He's be like, he, yeah, she I just was found out. That meat stick. Yeah, she just found out that he had a side Coach chick Tell for was two coaching years. My brains out. So she's and she knew that he was jealous. Of, Hashtag petty pass. I'm sorry. <laughs> she knew that he was jealous of the coach because he rolled up on their study session, flipping out about a baseball glove. Right. So she knew that was she was pushing his buttons. She knew exactly which but- oh, buttons to push. Definitely. Um. Yeah, okay, all right. I, I don't well, know. I think listen, I think you're feeling very generous with these petty passes but right now. she cashed in that petty pass when she rolled up on Coach Ted looking for a study session, and then they finally did it. And then once they did it, he was like, you know, I didn't think this would ever really happen, but I'm glad that it did. And she was looking, she was laying there looking like she wasn't having any of it. She just did it for the sake of doing it because she was being petty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's she's getting revenge. Yes, he got to cash in on that revenge on that revenge booty. He 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 cashed in for sure on that revenge booty, but so okay. yeah, you so, see, do you see what I'm saying now? No, I, I get it, I get it. Okay, you win Thank this you. one. You win this round. Ding, ding. Actually, no, that's about that's like two rounds actually. <laughs> so, you better step okay. the game up. All right, so let's go. Okay, so. Um, Julie cashes in her petty pass and then so Frank and Moreno actually have a conversation and this is also the first time that it's spoken that they both know what's up Mm -hmm. Frank knows Moreno's a dirtbag Moreno knows Frank knows that he's a dirtbag and um, it was pretty clear that Frank was responsible for Maricela's uh, you know a like abuse situation, I guess, or whatever you want to call it, and her rolling up to Frank's house. So pretty much Moreno's out to get Frank now. Oh, of course. And it's confirmed and said out loud. And for the record, Miracella, the UC boo, is still in love with Frank. Oh, she it's is. It's still real. And it was real for me. I'm still there. I think it was re- I think it really oh, was well, real, though. Well, definitely. And, I mean, I, I thought it was pretty classy the way he dealt with it. He didn't just shut her down completely. He did shut her down, but he just said, look, you know, like, I respect. I would never disrespect what we had, but I can't be with you now. Mm-hmm. Because, obviously, he's still holding the torch for Jules, who's already moved on with Coach Ted. <laughs> All right, back to you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that update. Um, but you, Frank, like, had tears in his eyes when he was curving her, so oh, obviously no, he felt some he did. type of way. Oh, of course he did. He <laughs> felt some type of way. He was feeling some type of way for, like, two years. Yep. Yeah. And she, she was basically his his safety or his comfort within this whole situation, right. this whole entire fake right. life. And he did save her, although he didn't tell her that he was a cop and didn't tell her that he had a family. He, this, gave, that, he the other tipped thing. her off. He tipped her off so she could survive, even though her brother didn't survive. Cause... That was his UC boo. Mm-hmm. UC boo. That's, a, that's UC what we'll boo. call her. 
Um, so now, while we're still in the past, although this drama is going down, we still have Nightingale stuff going down as well. Yeah, Nightingale does not stop. Nightingale will never stop. That dude stop. is like the Energizer Bunny. He just keeps killing and killing oh and God. killing. He has no chill. Like, no time to stop. None. What are we at? How many years are we at now? Like, 20, almost 20 years. It's... If yeah, it's 96, and now we're in 2016. Right, because it was, yeah, because in 96 to 2016. It is 20 years. Yeah, it's 20 years. But I want to say we're like at 22. Pro- I mean. Between well, 20, 22 years. Yeah, because he, he's been getting down for a minute. In 1990, um, that's when they believe that he met his first victim. Right, Larissa Abbott. Larissa. So. We find we actually get some evidence from this truck, and what was that code called again? That you you knew the name of it. The does it begin with the V? Oh, the VIN. The VIN. They got the right. They got the VIN number, um, which is like a unique. It's like a unique serial number. Every car has one. Okay. Um, and because the car was burnt, um, it was a hard, they had a hard time identifying the VIN number from the car, but they they got the VIN off of the engine block, mm-hmm. and then that's what they and then they took that VIN number and they traced it back to Earl Bradley. Yes. Earl Bradley um, was the actual original owner of that truck, and he, when they went to confront him at his um, at his uh, butcher butcher shop, he had said that you know yeah that truck's you know it's been chilling at my house in the Catskills and I've been trying to sell it. And I haven't really been up there in the last two years because, you know, my my, my daughter lives somewhere else in Texas <laughs> in or Texas. something like that. And he was visiting her for the last two summers. So he hadn't even been up there, did not know that his truck had been stolen. Mm-hmm. So then that kind of removes him from the, the whole scenario as being one of the potential Nightingales, you know, you know, as being the Nightingale killer. Exactly. And so this um, this little piece of evidence caused Raimi to immerse herself deeper into the case. And, you know, uh, Satch is still pretty upset by this, and he's kind of checked out by it, so he just leaves it all to Raimi. And he brings her to his garage that just has boxes and boxes of evidence and papers, which is weird. Like, is that legal? Can you take that stuff home with you? Shouldn't that stuff stay at... Stay I'm, at work. I'm wondering why he had it, but is then again that's Frank's old home, is it not? Right. Not only well, he lived in Satch's garage. Right, and not only that, but I'm sure they probably. I get the feeling, and this is probably not uncommon, that a lot of times with detectives, like I mean, we already know that that stuff comes home with you, mm-hmm. even if you don't want it to, and they probably did their own independent investigating. In addition to whatever they were doing for work, they were probably, it didn't stop. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it could be that they were legitimate. That was their own evidence and stuff that they had already started to develop as the case went on. And it wasn't from the force. Yeah, I guess so. Well, all that proves is they were working endlessly trying to figure this out. And now it's Raimi's job to do the same. So she spends all night going through all these boxes and she comes up, up on one case Um this case of this girl named Larissa, who the common thread was the Catskills. Right. This girl went missing there, and that's also the same place where the truck came from. Right. So they're thinking, their train of thought is that the Nightingale, obviously he had to roll through the Catskills at some point because mm-hmm. this is where he got the truck. And also this girl was missing. Her remains were found, and they weren't... Um, 
they weren't like in line with a common nightingale killing but Raimi made a good point saying you know her bones are scattered everywhere but the only things that were found together were, were her like hands and her her wrists whatever as if they were bound together at some right. point which is consistent with, with the nightingale exactly and then not only that but then they found um all these different um uh, all these different um you know pages uh from from different books where he was studying um i forget the greek term it's it's called ars morendi right which is the art of dying the art of dying and, and he was pretty much studying how to give his first victim mm-hmm. a good death you know um down to having the bathtub where he could baptize her and cleanse her of her sins before killing her it's so creepy and, and, and then that's when they came to the conclusion it's extremely creepy and that's when they came to the conclusion that in his sick twisted mind like he's saving these women mm-hmm. like he's saving them from themselves in some kind of way but i'm wondering why nurses need to be saved like what his perspective or thought process is right. behind that because those people are the ones that saving are giving others. care and saving other people yeah. so what do they need to be saved from and at first this larissa case wasn't even thought wasn't even thought of in the whole world of the nightingale because no one knew that she was actually a nurse until they um met with her brother that just so happened to live in new york city and he explained to them that she took on a second job a night well she worked at a summer camp she was an art teacher there during the day and at night she was the nurse yeah so uh the the camp closed after two years, and then that's when she went missing. And so that caused Satch and Ramey to go to the camp, which was still there, just abandoned. And that's where they witnessed this whole entire crime scene. And they saw all of the drawings that you were talking about, the Ars Morendi, whatever, the art of dying. And um, they also came across a piece of evidence, and it was, uh, what do you call those? A tie? A zip tie? Is that what they're called? Yeah, yeah, we'll call it a zip tie. We They found a zip tie that looked like it could probably have been holding wrists together. Right. Oh, and they found food wrappers, too. Oh, yeah. showed that someone had been, you know, Yeah, it looks like there. he was holding her hostage in this creepy nurse's office. In this camp. In, in this camp. In, in the, the middle of the, in the woods. Right, in the middle of New York. Not in the middle. More like... It's up. probably like up there. Upstate. Yeah. Catskills. Wherever. Up in the boonies. Yeah, in the yeah. boonies is pretty much what we're going to say. Um, so it's like she was... He was tor- not torturing her, but just prepping her in... For the good death. Yeah, he thinks he's like cleansing her soul, getting her, right. getting ready to kill her. Right. And I'm very, wondering... Very troubling. Why he... I mean, they painted... They paint us a picture as if they almost had a relationship beforehand, or they definitely knew each other. Right. There was definitely some familiarity between the two of them. And he must have spent a lot of, like, some time in the Catskills, because he knew that, uh, what was the guy's name again? Earl Bradley. He knew Earl probably didn't spend much time up at his, at his campsite whatever right. it is and he knew that he was never using his car so he would never notice if he took his car he was gone right yeah and then he also he must have met Mar- larissa up there and then it all it all went downhill from there so i don't know larissa we're gonna i'm we're probably gonna find more out about her because now that um 
we know we for sure know that this is a nightingale death and also did you notice when uh satch and rainy went there they saw the rosary beads on the statue mm-hmm. on the statue of mary so i'm wondering maybe i mean after years would it really still be there i'm not sure but maybe he's still spending some time there i don't know could be could be um are what what else should we talk about? Are we missing any other storylines? Um, I feel well, like we covered we're missing, them. We're we're missing, which there wasn't a whole lot to this scene, but we're missing where um, the wife, uh, Satch's wife, throws him a uh, celebratory party. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, because he's on the short list for sergeant, and you know he had already told Frank like, hey, like you know. You know, my wife's doing a little something and, you know, she wants you you to be there with Jules. Mm-hmm. And you can already see the look on Frank's face. Like, come on, bro. That's going like, to be a problem. Right? Like, you know, <laughs> me and, you know me and Jules ain't in a good spot right now. But they show up and, you know, it was, it was kind of sad because, you know, as she's, you know, announcing to everybody, you know, why they're the reason for why they're having this party mm-hmm. and how proud she is and, and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, no, I love you. And I'm so proud of you. And he's like, yeah, you're my rock girl. I love you too. <laughs> you watch the kids. You let me shut myself off in the room. You hold it down. I love you, baby. And then, and then the, for me, <laughs> you see Frank and he just keeps looking at Jules and she's just kind of looking on and you just, he's just looking and you just I just got that, you know, I got that vibe from Frank, like, girl, man, this could be us, but you playing. Exactly. This could be us, but you playing. That's and then, exactly. And then, you know, she's just sitting there, just not paying attention, oblivious with Ted Stank <laughs> all over her. And I'm just like, ah. With the Ted Stank. With the Ted Stank. She just, she reek a Ted. Mm-hmm. Just, eh. Anyways, but yeah, so that was kind of a sad moment. Um, and, and now... Because we see that um, Leah mm-hmm. isn't with him, um, you know, and that you know you don't you don't see or hear anything about his kid, kid or kids, yeah, kids, kids. kids. You don't see or hear anything about his kids, and then he even mentioned earlier on how he had missed like their graduation because he wasn't there because obviously he was working. Mm-hmm. I want to know more. Exactly. I want to know what was the straw that broke the camel's back to make Leah say like. I don't want to be a rock no more, Satch. It's crazy I'm leaving. because she seems so supportive of his career. A lot more than Jules. Oh my gosh, a total opposite of Jules. Right. So something seriously drastic no had to have thing. happened, and mm. I'm wondering if Marine, like Moreno, had a played a part in that because I feel like he controls Satch's career as a officer so he probably could have forced something or made something happen or held something over frank's uh over satch's head that took away from his family time and caused this to happen right. or put him on some kind of assignment that yep or just know, held made, something against him and made him something. do certain things that leah didn't agree with something yeah but we need to know we need to know. Hopefully, to next know. episode we bring that up. But I'm so mad that this episode we didn't bring we didn't bring back the guy from jail that right. explains our trunk with scenario the time, with the with the whole you know time radio thing. Yeah, we heard yeah, nothing like, about him. I really him. wanted to see more of that. Um, I wanted to see more of him and his whole trunk theory. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I wanted to 
hopefully see the two, you know, between him and Raimi interacting, her finally saying, okay, cool, man. Like, I believe you because this yeah. happened to me, blah, 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 blah. Instead of her trying to play this tough role, like, I don't believe you. I think you're crazy. And I feel like that would just be way too easy because if she did give in to him and, like, did agree to work with him, they could probably figure a lot of stuff out. Right. But exactly. that's just, like, too easy. That would make she too much to sense. Be, she needs to be an independent woman, independent yeah, detective. Yeah, Whatever. I-N-D-E-P. I'm sorry. Exactly. Right? Exactly you know that. what that means? <laughs> um, so, do you have any predictions for the next episode? Um... Thank you. Oh, oh my goodness. And now, your After Buzz <laughs> TV predictions. Um, I mean, we said a lot of them, but... We really did. I feel like we might get a little... There, have you noticed that they're they're literally just dangling Moreno in front of us like a carrot? Yeah. Like we just get just snippets <laughs> of how deep it. his involvement is and and how far his reach goes just snippets like just like little teasers um so give me some old snippets exactly i think moreno's the meat of the story oh he is we're gonna find out so much we're like oh my god my mind is blown i think a lot of things will make sense when we finally discover exactly how far and how deep his involvement is yeah um yeah i would like to see a little bit more about that uh, bring back the dude from jail and uh, what do you I think don't about need Mary any Stella? jewel scenes this next episode. Oh, none. really? Like none. Like I'm so over jewels right now. I'm over it. But wait, in the in the preview for next week, they did say something where she's like, Dad, you got to get you got to get mom back. And he said, yeah, there's one, you know, I won her over once. I'm going to win her over again. So I take that back. I do want to see some jewel scenes because hopefully there's a shift in the time, oh. tree branch, whatever. And then maybe Frank wins her over. And then next thing you know, the show goes in a whole different direction. I could. I mean, this this episode, we didn't see any shifts at all. Nothing Not in the really. past had changed because, well, nothing in the present Nothing in the past changed to change the present. Right, or vice versa. Yeah, is exactly what I'm saying. But I, I have a feeling Jules is going to give him a hard time for a long time. Doesn't she? Exactly. Just for like, the sake of giving him a hard just, time. Just because. And especially now that she knows about the side chick. Like, she was um, giving him a right? hard time before. What do you it's think is going to be, be worse. now? Mm-hmm. Not only is it Not only will it be worse, but, I mean, at the end of the day... She, I think she's going to give him that much more of a hard time because she's not as invested now that yeah. she's got kind of Ted in the back pocket. She got that Ted But she wasn't stick. feeling him. I feel like her face when she was done was like, why am I laying here? Right. She just did it for the sake of doing it. I feel like he's good for the time being. Yeah. Yeah. Ted's not, Ted's not, you know, granted, we know that right now her lifeline is, you know, her lifespan is kind of cut short because <laughs> they still haven't figured out that, that, I that, know. that problem. But I, I kind of feel like even if they do figure it out, like Ted's not that guy. Ted's just cool for right now. You know, Ted's, you know, he's the rebound. He's the rebound. <laughs> exactly. You know, I wonder where we're at in um, Julie's lifetime. Like, this, the timeline of her lifespan. Like, is the clock ticking for her? We, right, like when is she going to 
when is he coming after her? I don't know. Maybe can because he, can we he keep, come soon? Ex- maybe because we keep on making these changes, it's just prolonging right. okay, it. Okay, can we not? Like, you know, can we're just cutting the up? branches and they're just growing further can up the tree. Can he get Ted too? Oh, what if he gets them together? Right? Well, because he's stalking, he's stalking Jules, so he knows what's up with Ted. Right? So maybe he might get a little jelly and he might take Ted out of the mix too. Honestly, I don't know. I'm just talking trash. <laughs> I mean, Jules is cool. Uh, I get it. It just, you know, like Frank Frank is a ROD, man. Frank rides or die is a rather die for Jules. I'm gonna need her to be the same way. Exactly. But what what do you think about Maricela? Because she disappeared. Um, she did disappear. Hopefully she's not dead. Um I don't <laughs> think she is. I think we're gonna see her again. Um, or maybe we won't. Maybe when we see her again, she'll be with a toe tag, and then that'll be even oh, more no. more fuel to the fire for Frank to go after Stan. I feel like this could go two ways, and I didn't even think of that, but that would be that would be some some shit because right. I feel like Frank really does care about her so much, and if something did happen to her, he would look he would look to retaliate just like he's doing for Jules. Yeah. But I also was considering her being, like, an accomplice for Marino. Mm. Trying to, you know, get in Frank's head and finesse a little bit. Right. See what To he make knows. something happen. Right. Which could be. She could be a double agent. Because she found his house somehow. Right. You know, this she didn't true. find it on her own. She didn't even know who he really right. was. Right. When they was roughing her up, she could have agreed to sell him out in order in exchange for her yep. life. So she could either. She could be dirty. She could be dirty as well. So I'm interested to uh, find that out. Any other final thoughts? No, I think that's about it. I've already bashed Jules enough. (laughs) I threw a little bit of shade at Ted. Uh, We already know Moreno's dirty. Um, I don't really have a lot to say about Raimi this episode. Um, There's nothing wrong with her. Uh, (laughs) No shade to Um, throw on Raimi. No shade shade to Raimi. Not this episode. Um, I feel a little bad for Satch. Me too. I kind of want to know a little bit more about what's going on with Satch. Um, and that's it. I just want to see what's going to happen next. All right. And I kind of low-key feel like since Jules is curving uh, Frank so hard, if Miracella's still around, go ahead and get you a little, oh, you know, don't for say old time's sake. I mean, I'm just saying. The way Jules is... sake. I'm just saying, Jules has made it quite evident that, like, right now, Frank is done. Like, he's cut off. So, just, you know, get you a little sympathy booty, bro. I'm just saying. I'm gonna leave it at that. All right, I'm thanks. gonna get in trouble when, it, when, it, when we go off When air, the cameras are it's off. It's about to be trouble. <laughs> All right, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, please comment, like us, give us some feedback, and please give us your predictions so we can shout you out on the next episode. I'm your host, Olivia Gabri. Please follow me on Instagram and Twitter, the real underscore O underscore G, and I got chaos with me. What, what? Chaos J, you know where to find me, and if you don't, now you do. K-A-A-O-S-J at Twitter. And you can also find me on Instagram, chaos underscore oceans 31, because I'm giving you what? 31 flavors of waviness, baby. That's right. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Thank you. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. 
To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.